Grassroots, True Grit. This is Shenango Voice. Visit our website at shenangovoice.com, and if you enjoy our programming, share a link to our podcast with your friends. This episode of Shenango Voice is sponsored by the Bohemian Moon Restaurant at 103 East Main Street in Norwich, New York, now serving the Shenango County community with take-home comfort food. Lunch and dinner Monday through Saturday with lunches from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. and dinner from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. To order, call 607-334-9480 or download the weekly takeout menu from our website at twobakeriesandarestaurant.com. Just click the link to Bohemian Moon at the top of the page. Hello again, everyone. My name is Mark Fanero, and I'm the technical director of Shenango Voice, a new public service podcast. Our mission is to inform, connect, and inspire Shenango County, New York with information and stories that bring out the best in our community. Shenango Voice came into existence just ahead of the coronavirus pandemic. Due to New York's current social distancing recommendations, we've adjusted our intended format opting to perform interviews online instead of recording in our dedicated podcasting studio. As a result, we're sacrificing some audio quality for now to keep our participants safe and bring you timely information. Our second episode features an interview with Brian Wessels, director of the Shenango County Area Agency on Aging, recorded via Skype on Tuesday, April 28, 2020. This interview focuses on how the agency has reshaped its operations to continue to deliver services during Governor Cuomo's COVID-19 stay-at-home order. The interview was conducted by co-producers Betty By the Way and Diane Gallo. Hi, this is Diane Gallo and Betty By the Way at Shenango Voice. And with us as our guest today, we have Brian Wessels, the director of Shenango County Area Agency on the Aging in Norwich, New York. Welcome, Brian. Thank you. Thank you both. Hi, Betty. Hi, Diane. Hi, Brian. Hi. We wanted to hear a little bit about the Area Agency on Aging, uh, the history of mission. Um, Get a little background from you, if that's possible. Sure. Gladly. So the Shenango County Area Agency on Aging um, has gone by different names in the past. Your listeners may be familiar with uh, Office for Aging or 60 plus, but our um, official name is the Shenango County Area Agency on Aging. Um, So in Shenango County, there's been an area agency on aging since 1974. And initially, back then when it started, it was a senior nutrition program and a friendly visiting type program. And it's evolved over over time to what we are today. Um, today, really, if, if we had a mission statement, it would be that the Shenango County Area Agency on Aging um, advocates and plans um, provided a coordinated system of services for, for seniors with the goal of keeping them independent secure and active in our, in our communities. Um, some of the programs that people might be familiar with is are our home delivered meal program. Um, we also have senior centers throughout the county. Unfortunately, those are closed right now. Um, we have outreach staff that assess and reassess 
clients for services. We have um, we have a, a personal care aid program. Um, we have a what's called a personal emergency response system. That's a, a life link or lifeline. People might have some familiarity with that terminology versus a personal emergency response. That's a, a unit that's hooked up through someone's phone and they have either a pendant or a necklace and they push a, a button and that does send a call through the 911 system to uh, to send help if they need it. Um, so those are kind of some of the main services that most of your listeners are probably familiar with. But again, all of those systems are designed to keep seniors in their home, living safely and independently for as long as possible. And when that time comes where they sh it's not safe or they shouldn't be staying at home, we help them transition to you know, senior housing or apartments or maybe even a, a higher level of care than what we can provide, like a skilled nursing home or a family type home. So we're really kind of that bridge between someone living independently at home and needing more of an institutional type assistance. So we're kind of the stopgap in between. I was looking at some census figures and as you were describing, number one, first, all of the different locations that you serve, the Shenango County is approximately 900 square miles or somewhere in that neighborhood. That's a huge territory with a real diverse kind diverse centers so like a couple of the centers seem like they're very small and would only need one or two meetings a month to fill them up whereas the YMCA center in Norwich is just bam loaded and very very active so that seems like quite a spectacular uh service to be delivering to the community well, I think so. I think most most people want to socialize and have a nice meal in their community with their neighbors. Um, it's you know we have we have folks that are willing to cross town lines to come and and have a have a meal at a senior center in a in a neighboring town. But for the most part, people feel comfortable in their in their own town in their own buildings meeting and eating with their neighbors um you know for example in south atsilic again it's only open two nights a month but we have close to 35 anywhere between 35 and 40 people will come and dine with us uh, on those two nights in norwich we have usually 30 to 35 people um, that are there eating Monday through Friday. So, um, yeah, it's it's um, we're we're seeing people people want to socialize. People want to get out of their homes and visit. Um, it's easy to isolate and stay at home. And again, that's probably for me personally. That's one of the, the more unfortunate things that's happening with this pandemic is that. Um, so much socialization and uh, visiting is not happening. Um, these senior centers are a, a great point of, uh, of location for people to visit with, with their friends and their neighbors. And it's, it's sad. Um, there's a lot of, we're getting a lot of feedback from our participants and, and clients who really miss being able to get out and, and visit with their friends. 
you know, Brian, there's something as you were describing, you know, stay home, stay safe. Um, it sounded like you were describing what we were doing right now in in the uh, in the virus, you know, like hunker down, stay home. And so what I'm thinking is that it, it sort of gives people a taste of what it's like when you can't go to the grocery store or you can't get your prescriptions or you can't meet with your friends. And I, I somehow think that some some good things may come out of it just from a, a widened understanding of what does it mean to be at home. Well, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think I think. Um Maybe people will have a sensitivity to what it's like to be aging and families are disconnected and individual people are dealing with their frailties and ailments and they're unfortunately have most of the time they're doing it alone. They're isolated. They're, um, they're not able to get out and about and, for all the rest of us to have to go through this experiment of having to stay home and worry about density of the number of people in a grocery store at any given time or, um, you know, wearing a mask and, and everywhere you go in the public and, you know, reducing exposure and all social distancing, all these catchphrases that we've all been um, learning over the last uh, two months or so. Um, it's so, yes, I mean, out of that, I, out of that, from that perspective, I agree with you, Diane. I think that this is um, not unlike what most seniors experience most of the time. I think it, by, by bringing that up, so the people that aren't elderly, this is kind of a rehearsal for what's going to happen to you as you get older, right? That's right. <laughs> this That's is right. a rehearsal for aging. So, uh, you know, pay attention. Visit your grandmother, you know? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is your future. Brian, how has um, this changed your operations? I know you've been doing a lot of um, reassessment you know, the Agency on Aging is part of county government, so we are housed within the county office building. So back on, I don't remember exactly the date, I believe it was maybe the 16th or 17th of March, um, we were, all the, all the departments were notified by the Board of Supervisors, uh, specifically the Chairman of the Board of Supervisors, that we were um, under the executive order from Governor Cuomo, all local uh, city, county, and state government entities needed to reduce staffing by 50%. So what I did uh, based on that directive is I, I fortunately, I have 22 people that work for the Agency on Aging, um, and I broke them into two groups. <laughs> and I told the first group of 11, you guys are going home as of today, and you need to come back on a certain day. So we, there's, everybody's on one week and off the next week. Um, my key management staff, including myself, we have been here every day. Um, it's hard to run an agency when you're not here. And I know that 
that you can work remotely, but it's really not the same when you're trying to advocate and take care of issues for seniors, whether it's a food need or paperwork or insurance. It's just hard to do that from your couch using your cell phone or your laptop at home. So that's that's probably the biggest change that we've had is that we are our capacity with staffing is is cut in half at any given time. So we've had to adapt to that. So some of the things that we've done is we're not doing home visits. Under normal circumstances to assess and reassess clients for services that are that are in the home, um, we go we go to the home. We go visit the, the person or their family in the home. We lay eyes on the situation. We want to see what we're working with and we want to determine what is the best set of services that's going to help these people stay home. So our assessment and reassessment process that's done by our outreach staff is now being done over the phone. So that's a big, that's a big adjustment, um, not only for our staff, but for the clients um, to not be able to look someone in the eye and really lay eyes onto the situation. It's difficult to determine what's the best thing to support the senior in their home. Um, but it's the, it's the safe thing to do. It's the right thing to do right now is to um, stay home. So reducing capacity with our staffing and the assessment and reassessment piece is being done over the phone. Um, we're not doing any, we're not doing any visits to the home. Probably the biggest change for us is the impact on our nutrition program, um, specifically our home delivered meal program. Brian, I, on the home visits, uh, you said people, you're doing it over the phone now. Um, are you finding you're getting more people calling in for services or has that dropped off? Good question, Betty. The, the number of calls that are coming in are, uh, there's a, they're certainly experiencing an uptick in phone calls. Um, admittedly, most of them are around our nutrition program, uh, specifically the home delivered meal program, which we can, we can get into in a little bit. Um, but people are still calling about, they, they got this piece of paper from their insurance company. Uh, they, they don't understand it. They got their explanation of benefits from, uh, their insurance company. They got a bill from the hospital. It doesn't make sense to them. Um, so that's, uh, I think I failed to mention it early on in, in some of the services that we provide, but we have a, a pretty expansive um, health insurance counseling and assistance program that we help people with questions around Medicare, Medicaid, um, some private insurances, and kind of how all that stuff works together. Uh, so we're pretty busy with that. Those those calls are pretty regular anyway, um, but we've certainly seen an uptick in those kinds of calls. But again, the majority of the calls that we are receiving are around um, food security needs that people have, again, because they are they can't get to the grocery store. They don't want to go out to the grocery store. They might be quarantined during this pandemic. Um, they might have an underlying health issue that it would be um, a bad choice for them to leave the home and go to the grocery store. So they're calling and seeing if they can be added on to our home delivered meal program. 
Uh, do you have a ballpark on your current client load? Like, like in terms of like how many people you might be responsible for tracking or, or knowing, you know, be checking in with? And It's probably a good estimate right now that we are actively, regularly case managing probably close to 600 people. Um, and when I and when I say case managing them, I'm not talking about a, a phone call once a year, you know, hey, how are you doing or is everything good? I'm talking about constant, steady, um, routine follow ups by phone, by home visit. Um, and th- these are these are folks who are receiving. They have a, a lifeline with our program, a personal emergency response. They might have a personal care aide that comes into the home. They receive home delivered meals from us. We're helping them with their insurance questions. We're making sure that they are accessing all the all the right benefits that that are available to them. So that would be that's that's what I consider case management, and we're doing that for a lot of people. So, Brian, you don't sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> I try to. I try to get some sleep because it's a quite low. I've only two people. Yeah. Yep. I have six outreach workers, and um, again, they 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 have a. I guess the best way to describe how we divvy up the work, how we have the distribution of labor, is we we kind of divide up the county into geographic territories, but then we also have the outreach staff specialize in a certain type of service. So it's not, un, it's not uncommon for an outreach worker to have a geographic area and they are the ones who are kind of considered the expert, the generalist as it relates to personal emergency response and they also are the ones that coordinate the personal care aid service for for the client. Um, so we're doing that all around the county. Again, we are we are a county agency, so it's not right. just the city of Norwich. It's it's all over the county that we're doing this. One of the things that we were interested in at one point, the National Guard came in to assist you. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. We were already serving about 230 people were, were receiving home-delivered meals through our, through our program. And how we were delivering the food was a um, mix of hot meals and frozen meals and kind of a varied delivery schedule around the county. We deliver the, how, how the meal program works is all of the food is prepared at the public safety building. Um, that the sheriff's office, the jail, they have a commercial kitchen up there and our senior nutrition program is housed within that kitchen. So that's where the food is made. Um, In a typical day, what happens is the first transit, the county's public transportation system, we have a, a contract with them. A fleet of buses come to the public safety building. They pick up all the food and then it's then it's delivered to the senior centers, and, and at the senior centers, the volunteers are there at the senior centers. They take the food off of the public transportation vehicles into their own personal vehicles, and then deliver door to door to the to the clients. 
So what happened is we were realizing this um, coronavirus and social distancing and reducing exposure and keeping people safe. We realized that maybe the smarter thing for us to do was to sideline our volunteers for a period of time, have them have take a little break, take some respite from doing this. And we really felt like we wanted to keep them safe because the other thing that we weren't able to do is we couldn't give every volunteer a surgical mask. We couldn't give a volunteer gloves. We just, we, we just were not prepared um, from that perspective to have all the appropriate personal protective equipment to give volunteers who were delivering food. So the first thing we did is we adjusted our food program to go from delivering every day to delivering every other week uh, a box of food. We call them shelf-stable meals. Within each box, there's 14 days worth of lunches. Um, so they weren't getting a hot meal or a frozen meal. They were getting uh, items like tuna fish, graham crackers, saltines, a loaf of bread, peanut butter and jelly. Again, stuff that can sustain someone for a period of time. And our volunteers, when we, when we converted to doing the shelf-stable meals, our volunteers helped us do that. All the while, my nutrition services coordinator and myself were communicating with the Shenango County Emergency Management Office, telling them, we were telling them that we really didn't feel comfortable having volunteers delivering door to door because we just wanted to keep everybody safe. So they were the ones, the Emergency Management Office was the ones that made the contact with the Army, the New York Army National Guard. And uh, to use their terminology, they felt like this was a meaningful mission. Um, they punched the ticket. And on the 21st of April, I guess it was 10 to 15, New York Army National Guardsmen showed up and uh, they delivered they delivered food for us so they did over 260 stops and they delivered what was equivalent to just about 3300 meals um, they they wore gloves they wore PPE the the personal protective equipment they were in uniform we let the clients know that there would be someone showing up at their door in uniform so not to be alarmed they weren't they weren't in trouble <laughs> we were we were, doing, we were taking food to them so it, it actually worked out well and the national guard will be back with us starting on tuesday may 5th they'll be back with us to do the same thing and it's conceivable that uh, Again, they're deployed until this uh, until this crisis uh, subsides quite a bit. Um, we might we might be able to use them again for another another two week round. So, um, but right. it, it's really worked. It really has worked out well. Right. Uh, where is the food coming from? This the food that's being donated because there's no preparation with the canned goods and that type of thing, right? So there's not. Right. It's all going to be dry. Was dry goods? I think is what right. they call. It. Is yep. that being donated by whom? 
it it's actually not being donated. Um, that is actually being purchased by the Agency on Aging. Um, we have received federal stimulus money that's that's connected to our nutrition program. Uh, so so I am uh, so we're we're purchasing. Uh, we have found a food vendor um, in New York State who we have been able to establish a relationship with them and they are they're coming every every 10 days to two weeks with a tractor trailer load of of food for us so um it's coming out of our budget right now but once we once we receive the federal stimulus money to help support the nutrition program and we'll be able to put that back into our department's budget so might we then talk about going forward a little bit what you envision for that in the next, I don't know what, I don't know how far forward you're envisioning. I can address that. So um, <clears throat> when I think about moving forward, uh, I think there's so many other issues that need to be addressed that, that end up dictating how we respond. Um, initially, what has to happen is we need to know from the state level, are they going to uh, are they going to lift the the emergency order? Um, can the county office building open back up? And what does that look like? Is this going to be not only the county office building but the region? Are we gonna Are they gonna open up regionally? And if they do, um, what kind of decision What kind of decisions does that help the powers that be locally? Um, I think a, I think a state plan needs to happen before Shenango County plan can be established and decide what to do. But having said that, when I think about my department, um, we've already talked about looking at our physical space in the county office building and said, okay, we need things like plexiglass separate to separate um, people walking in that we're providing services to, to protect them and to pr protect my staff. We're thinking about things like, should we continue to do our assessments and reassessments over the phone? Do we need to use technology, whether it be Zoom meetings or email or scanning documents? Do, do, we, do we do that type of thing? And that, that, those are the types of things that are just we're just so unsure about how to proceed. It's it's just a very it's a very different time, and there's a lot of things that need to be decided. But again, whatever we decide to do, we need to keep the public safe. We need to keep the staff safe, and we need to uh, abide by all the social distancing requirements and wear the appropriate, whether it's a surgical mask or a cloth mask or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, these are these are very interesting times. It's it's hard to really know what uh, aging services is going to look like in in the in the short future, or even really long long term, what things are going to look like. In closing, um, we've been talking with Brian Wessels, director of the Shenango County Area Agency on Aging in Norwich. Uh, we have a lot to think about. I'm left with a great deal of respect and surprise at the scope of your mission and 
your delivery. Is there a place that uh, you want us to include, Brian, with a phone number, um, website, uh, email, any way people can get in contact with you or where they could find more information about what's happening? So Shenango County Area Agency on Aging is located in the county office building, um, 5 Court Street in Norwich. Our telephone number is 607 337 1770 and the agency does have a website um, it is part of the county shenango county government's website so that is www.co.shenango.ny.us and then once you're in the website you can find the list of county departments and, and find our page, uh, Area Agency on Aging. And we have a lot of good information and a lot of good description of the types of services and kind of how we, how we run our business. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Yes, thank um, you. That concludes this episode of Shenango Voice. We thank you for joining us. Please subscribe using your favorite podcast application so that you can be notified when our next episode is published. This episode of Shenango Voice is sponsored by the Bohemian Moon Restaurant at 103 East Main Street in Norwich, New York, now serving the Shenango County community with take-home comfort food. Lunch and dinner Monday through Saturday with lunches from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., and dinner from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. To order, download our weekly takeout menu from our website at twobakeriesandarestaurant.com. Just click on the Bohemian Moon link at the top of that page or call 607-334-9480. Thank you for listening.